2: Welcome to Two Black Guys with Good Credit, the show for the financially curious and the financially knowledgeable. And it's time for another quickie, people. That's
3: right. It's quickie time. What up, Sean? What up, Matt? What it's up, Karen? my favorite time of day. There we go. I love a quickie. I'm in. I'm out. And I get to take enjoy, enjoy Wow. to like right. well, so joy. That,
4: it's a family show, really. I it's don't know what exactly. your mind is. I'm recording in,
3: I'm getting out, and I'm enjoying the rest of my day. I'm in, nice. I'm out, and it's on with the quickie. All right, well, let's get this
2: show started. In today's quickie, we are discussing a long-standing and standard part of our culture that most people probably assume would always be here. You know what it is, people? Do you know? Well, in the immortal words of Clifford Smith, a.k.a. Method Man, cash rules everything around me, but does it? Sean Linda, does
3: cash still rule? We say this through all, throughout a lot of our episodes, that cash is dead. So I was like, you know, people are asking, you know, what do you mean by that? So I was like, you know, trying to let's just talk about it so we can justify why we believe cash is dead. Because, yes, I 100 percent think cash is dead.
2: OK, so Sean believes it, but we're going to discuss it and we'll figure out what the real diagnosis is. The so cash is in the hospital, in the emergency room, and we're going to determine What's going on? So why don't you kick us
3: off, Sean? Yeah, like my first point, my dislike towards cash, it's it's a one to one transaction, meaning that if I buy something with cash, I get that service or product and that's all I get. And in these times, you have to make your money work as many ways as possible. Like, you know, with Karen, I get her in many different ways, meaning that she edits, oh my Karen, stop opening I your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I jumped the gun. Go on. She edits. She's creative. She's a podcast host. If I just said, if I just treat her like cash and just had it for one thing, I wouldn't be maxing her out. So you have to look at cash as a way that you have to make it work in multiple ways, Karen. Do you agree?
4: That is a weird flex, but I will take it. (laughs) I listen, unfortunately, I do agree, and I'm a big cash proponent. Um, I tutor, I do all kinds of stuff. I end up with a lot of cash. And to be honest with you, I, I have cash that I just have in my pocket, and I, you know. I live in this nice neighborhood and everywhere that I go, no one is using cash. And I honestly feel, it makes me feel weird when I'm digging into my pocket for cash, I've apologized to people before for just for fiddling with cash. It feels weird and like very ancient right now. And so I agree with you, cash is clearly on its way out. I feel really awkward using it. And there's a lot of benefits to a cashless society, which is without a doubt the direction we're going in. There are benefits of a cashless society. Lower crime rates because there's no tangible money to steal. Um, Less money laundering because there's always a paper trail digitally. Less time and costs associated with handling, sorting, storing, depositing paper money. You know, that's a whole song and dance because it's a physical thing. You need a safe, you need all these things. And lastly, when you're traveling internationally or doing business internationally, it's much easier to exchange currency when you're not using cash.
3: Yeah, I believe, you know, in credit and business, it's the only way to build your reputation. It's part of like, people don't understand, people that are always on this like cash, I don't get it because credit is part of the wealth building process. Okay. You've, you have to leverage your credit in order to gain access and, and, and grow, you know, like one of the first things I heard when, you know, our former president was leaving is like, like a lot of his credit relationships are ending and that's a big blow to him. They weren't talking about how much money's in the bank. They're just talking about his relationship with certain banks that he can't, can't do business anymore to obtain credit any wealth building person will tell you obtaining credit, using and leveraging credit building your credit is a way to gain wealth and be able to pass the transition that wealth on to the next generation.
2: Well, Sean, talk about how you've le- leveraged credit in your own business.
3: Man, I mean, I wouldn't be doing this podcast if it wasn't for credit, to be quite frank. You know, credit, credit has given me access to purchase multiple real, real estate properties at multiple times. My business, my shipping business – Really runs off credit. You know, every month I pile on all the charges, including rent, all the shipping charges, where it's over six figures every month. And then my goal is to fight to pay it off every month. And whatever on the top becomes mine. So it's a way in which I conduct my business. And because of that, I earn, you know, my credit allows me, gives me multiple streams of revenue. Like, I hope my child mother is not listening on this call, but like, she just was like, Sean, can you start? picking up not only food, diapers, this, all these other things. And I was like, oh, it all sells at Rite Aid. Oh, I can use all my points that I earned through NickNet to buy all these things. And I was like, oh, no problem. I'll handle that part. Not knowing that it's really not even my money I'm using. So point of credit, it really extends your your, your reach and allows you to do things that you normally could not do.
2: Sean, that's a great point. And I just want to reiterate I, after listening to your last point and, and your first point, that cash is a one-to-one transaction. I know that the headline of this show is, is Cash Dead and we're talking about how cash is dying, but I just want the listeners to continue to understand the real point of this is to understand how to make your dollar or your spending benefit you more. It's like if, the, if dollars never go away, it's really about what's the smarter way to use your money and the smarter way to spend. Um, the next point is Credit is about budgeting and creating a discipline. So I know a lot of times when we talk about using credit versus using cash, um, one of the stumbling blocks for people is not being able to budget. And really the point is you use your credit you get all these other benefits, so all you really need to do is create discipline, so you're not worried about going over budget, and you then you'll get these benefits of using your credit. So if you're if you're using this crutch that oh I can't budget, so I'd rather use cash, you're really selling yourself short. So don't 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 use that as an excuse. Like get get your discipline together. Is that when you agree with that, Sean?
3: Yeah, the same skills that we talked about in saving, as far as a mindset, is the same skills skills that you can transition into. Um, Credit, like knowing that you have to manage this discipline, if you're going to default where I hear people say, well, I just pay cash for everything, you are not growing exponentially. It's back to one-to-one transactions versus where you can have multiple transactions. I have multiple things going on through credit, and that's the wealth mindset. So the default of saying, oh, I'm just going to pay for everything cash stunts your growth. Well, let's get
2: into the benefits of a credit card. How about that? What do you think? What, what do you guys, everybody chime in. What are the top benefits of a credit card?
3: Well, I would start off with convenience. You know, credit cards gives you spending power without the inconvenience of carrying around large amounts of physical cash. A single card is is all, your, all you're responsible for and it can fit into your wallet or purse, Karen. You mm-hmm. also can get convenience of purchasing items now and paying for them in the future. That is such an important thing. So that means you have a 30-day interest-free loan. And if you really use that to your advantage, you can do so many powerful things with that 30 day interest free loan. And you can even you can even get a. have even gotten a two year interest free loan. It's called a balance transfer teaser rate. So with that, you can grow your business. You can start a business. You can manage your finances in a way that you've never done before by taking advantage of that window.
2: The next benefit of a credit card is spending ability. With cash, your spending is limited to what you have in your possession, what you got in your pocket. With credit cards, on the other hand, it allows you to spend whatever you have available providing you with additional purchasing power without the risks that come from carrying the same amount of cash. You don't want to be walking around with all that loot and maybe get got. So anyway, but also it's a wealth mindset discipline that needs to be instilled. You can't live a cash only lifestyle and expect to gain wealth for yourself or the next generation.
3: Well, thanks for having my back, Matt. You're driving the same message home again. Obviously, if Matt and I are saying it, we're on the same page. You know how important that is.
2: Well, what about Karen? What do you say? What say you, Karen?
4: well you know there's also a certain level of protection that goes along with a credit card that's even more than just using a debit card for example the debit card is just kind of a one-to-one substitute for cash but you have more protection with a card For example, federal law and credit card fraud protection policies limit your liability for fraudulent charges made on a lost or stolen credit card. So, you know, if your wallet gets stolen and someone makes a bunch of charges, you're not responsible for them the same way that you're responsible, for example, for lost cash. That's just gone. Or for debit card charges, which your bank might not refund. Um, You know your credit issuer can always just issue you a new card you can contest those charges and that's that but there's no comparable protection for cash debit card is you know maybe iffy hit or miss so you're not as out of luck if your credit card goes missing and you know, not only do you have protection for the actual money or the actual charges, but also against items that you never received, damaged items, items not delivered. You can contest these things. You know, that 30-day window, that 30-day interest-free loan window, if you pay everything off on time, also gives you 30 days to contest charges, to make sure that everything's on point, to make sure you're not being overcharged for fees or anything like that. So, you know, you can dispute Charges with merchants, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So it actually gives you a, a level of protection that's not available anywhere else. And
3: let me just add to what Karen's saying and just give it into in real term because I use those, I use those 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 um, services all the time. And you know, one thing I can tell you is that you know, when somebody has um, compromised my credit card, the, the credit card companies know before I know. <laughs> Because they can look and see um, where that credit card was used, like what area, and you'll know that I'm in New York City and this was used in Dubai. So they right away know that it's not a charge by me. They'll right away credit me back the, the 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 charge. There'll be no like there'll be no argument because they can look and see where what um IP address you're mostly using your card from to know that it's outlier and it's not a charge that you put on your card. So right. it's a really great security feature and also even with like Karen said stuff that's broken warranty like I've used it for like just this year I bought um a Dyson vacuum and it went out of warranty and my credit card covered it. The, these things are real, and they really make sense because you bought these things with cash, or you lost money cash wise. You you don't have no sense of insurance. It's an insurance policy right. that you're that you're getting at no charge.
2: Okay, cool. Well, let's let's move on to the next one, Sean. Sean, what else you got? What are other benefits of the credit card?
3: Well, this is what I love to, and I'm always catching. Like we talked about in a previous show, like where we're seeing expenses that. You know, that we, our monthly expenses charges that we forgot that are coming up and we didn't, we're not taking account for. So a credit card allows you to track your spending without writing everything down. And it, it, it makes you get more in tune with where you're trending and where you're spending, what you need to get better at. Cash, you just, you're not as, you're not keeping as good a track record as you would with a credit card because you're getting a statement every month and you're looking at this statement.
2: All right. Well, another element of why. All right. Another benefit of a credit card is it's building good credit. Your credit score, your your credit score is an essential financial aspect of your life. It's how businesses will make decisions about you before offering you loans and other services. Good credit is necessary. You need to know if you need to borrow money to buy a house or a car, or rent an apartment, or even get it in a competitive auto insurance, or even get a competitive auto insurance rate. Sometimes, even getting hired. Your credit. Obviously, we talk about this all the time. Your credit is so important. So using your credit card wisely will help to bolster and build that credit score.
4: A million percent, even getting a date. (laughs) I mean, maybe it's not something someone's going to ask you off the bat, but eventually it's going to become an issue if you're dating for a partnership or marriage or whatever. People care about that, especially in a competitive dating market like New York. I I, I would say really bad credit. Bad credit, it might be a deal breaker for me at this point of my life.
2: Karen, what's what's a cute? Score like to, to, to. what's
4: a cute score? Cute score is gonna be better than my score. <laughs> Someone's gonna have to carry this relationship. And oh my
3: god!
4: Look, I would say my score's not bad, but I would say that as far as a partnership, we're just gonna be aspirational and life building and all that. You gotta, it's, you know, I, I hope you have it together. <laughs> I expect it.
2: Alrighty, well, let's move on to the next one.
4: So, you know, another benefit of cashlessness or creditness is that retailers require it. In fact, now with COVID, we're seeing tons of biz- businesses go cashless. You know, in New York, you've got some bougie and even not so bougie areas that where businesses are cash only. And so, you know, there's some transactions that straight up require a credit card as a matter of course, like renting a car, booking a hotel, buying airline tickets. You just need a credit card or at the very least a debit card. And if you're living cash only, you're going to have quite a hard time booking these things. And, you know, I've seen... Um, three, two, one, I've seen businesses that are cash only that are just like a sandwich shop or something that you wouldn't necessarily think is cash only literally to keep out the poor, (laughs) you know, you go in there, you go, Oh, okay. You just don't want homeless people counting out change here. And it's true. It's, there is, I think that cash, I'm sorry. I think that credit only is going the way of college degrees, meaning that there's a certain status or a certain class element associated with it too.
2: All right. Well, moving right along you know we we've outlined the the benefits of credit and also we've been talking about is is cash dead but we obviously know cash is not dead people still have cash we use cash so but here's a few reasons why cash is still alive or why we're still holding on to cash or or, or to go to a full cashless society some of these things may need to still happen but first of all Karen you just alluded to the fact that there's a bit of a class uh element to this and Great. Uh, as as digital currency and credit is taking over for many of us, cash still remains the currency of the poor. So like a lot of you know, if you can't afford uh, you buy something and you can't necessarily afford an insufficient funds fee or or you can't afford if you're if you're tapped out, like, you know, buying your coffee, it may not make sense to be charging, you know, and, and having any fees or, you know, b- basically poor folks may not have these options. Also, there's Internet connections in and in, in rural and poor areas people who don't have internet so cashless um, but the society fully getting aboard on this you know i think we're blessed to be in new york where there's you know and, and in big cities there's one way of life and in some other areas it might not be the same Um, But there's also other reasons why cash is still used heavily. Karen, what what else do you think?
4: There's a few more reasons why cash is still alive and why cash is probably going to be here for a minute. One of the reasons is to protect against identity theft. No one can steal your identity if you're not using your identity to pay for things. Protecting privacy, same thing. You know, as far as cashlessness goes, this is why we see Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies, because people want a way of spending money cash or no cash and have their privacy be protected that's huge and another obvious reason is that people do shady business and people do this all the time they do it not just big business but peer-to-peer business little transactions people do all kinds of stuff they're not supposed to and you need cash for that because cash is anonymous and that's what's really nice about it that being said there's some disadvantages of a cashless society i know sean you don't believe in this (laughs) but You know, cashlessness is not all sunshine and puppies and rainbows. There's a couple things that could go wrong. For example, your information could be exposed to a possible data breach. It happens all the time. I've gotten the Equifax email or whatever, which I deleted and ignored. I'm sure everything's fine. Secondly, if hackers drain your bank account or you have some sort of tech issue, you might be out of luck. You might have no alternative source of money. You might never get that money back. People who don't have bank accounts, which does happen, maybe more than we think, will struggle to keep up with evolving cashless technology. We see it all around as sometimes the older generation, sometimes people who are underserved by banking. And some people might find it harder to control their spending when it's not a physical cash transaction. There's something very tangible and concrete about seeing cash leave your hand. It's an effort (laughs) to give cash to somebody, whereas digital money feels like free money. So it's hard to be disciplined with that.
2: Well the, the overarching point here, thank you for that, Karen, is the wave is official, the wave is there. We cash is really uh it, it's dying out and it, it's the, the usage and the need for it, it's getting it's shrinking. So like basically our bigger overarching point in here is to understand the best way to spend your money and if you have access to to make smarter decisions and when you get information and when you learn smarter ways to do things, you should basically take that knowledge and, and use it but um, yeah cash is still out there it's not fully dead but cash is not ruling the world like it used to basically using your credit your digital uh ways of spending money there's smarter ways to spend and you know but if you keep some do- dollars in your pocket it is what it is but for me that's my final word on it sean what are your final thoughts on on cash is cash yeah. dead
3: Yeah, I I am a true fan and believer, as Karen mentioned earlier, and as probably most listeners know, that I honestly believe cash is dead. I'll I'll use a credit card for a a dollar stick of gum if possible. You know, I believe in gaining the points, gaining the words. I've seen how it's worked for me and how it's helped me accelerate my lifestyle. And I've been able to do things and stay at nice hotels, take nice flights. Um, acquire things through leveraging credit and making my dollar work in multiple ways versus like we said earlier, just for a one-on-one transaction. So I think I would encourage everybody to leverage and use credit and build your credit.
4: Well, I would agree with that. I think that's important for your life in general and for your future and for your family and all that. But I would also say this. I understand the urge. Why you get
3: to butt it? Why do you butt it? Why you butt it? I would say because
4: because I'm fair, because I'm reasonable, because I see both sides of everything. I would say, look, I understand why people might want to maintain some anonymity you know, not have their information out there with every transaction. We already know that big business takes your data. They don't pay you for your data. They use it, they track you. You know, your phone's already tracking where you are. The supermarket's already tracking all of your activity. They tailor things to make you spend more money. There's all kinds of ways that companies use your information and not everybody's super crazy about that. So I get that. And right now our major alternative is cash. I think that areas to look out for, and this is not financial advice, but it's still really smart is as much as we're moving away from cash, I think that we're gonna be moving towards cryptocurrencies, things like that, that offer us a degree of anonymity while also releasing us from the physical burden of cash. But cash is gonna be around as long as people who grew up using cash are gonna be around. Someday I think we're all gonna, you know, our kids, 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 they're not gonna know what cash is.
2: To that point though, Karen, I do think it's our responsibility for to us to look out for our elders because some of the elders in our society may not be as digitally savvy. So as cash, like you said, going to the sandwich shop and, and they're not going to take, you know, you reaching in your purse and pulling out your couple of dollars, like like you have to get your, your family and your family unit up to speed on certain things or help them get digital uh, in some of these ways. So they're not caught out there unable to, you know, move around in this digital era we're living in.
4: You're totally right. And not to shamelessly plug us, but our parent nonprofit, Clean, helps people to manage cash, figure out how to spend wisely, how to make, uh, I'm sorry, manage credit, spend their money wisely, budget, figure out how to make credit work for you, not overspend, not get into trouble. So, you know, you can, if you have trouble understanding credit or how to use credit, I've obviously been there and I, you know, I'm still there sometimes. There's plenty of resources available, including from us.
2: Well, that brings this quickie to a close. I'm one third of Two Black Guys with Good Credit. I'm Matt Smith. And like I say, always, nothing changes if nothing changes. And clearly, here's an example of something that is definitely changing. So get with the program and be ready. Cash is dying.
4: Wow, do I feel old. I'm Karen Margolis, a third of two black guys with good credit. I use cash all the freaking time (laughs) to the point where this episode is slightly triggering. And if you're triggered by it too, I would love to hear from you. You can at me, Karen Margolis, K-E-R-E-N-M-A-R-G-O-L-A-S, get in touch with the show. Sean's going to give you the email. And as I always say, it doesn't matter what you've done, but it does matter what you do next.
3: And I'm Sean, the better half of two black guys with good credit. And if you like what you hear and you like what we have to say, uh, please send us your e- email or leave us a five star rating wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And you can email us at tbgwgc at gmail.com. That's two black guys with good credit at gmail.com. And like I say every week, your money is your money. Keep it in your day.
1: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com
0: slash weightloss. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yoquiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A. Copyright 2024.
3: And pocket and get a credit card and I'm out.
2: All right, people, that brings this quickie to a close. Obviously, the overarching theme is about credit. I mean, is cash dead. Well, it's dying and we need you to use your credit. Well, later in the week. We're gonna extend this credit theme and we're gonna talk about the top credit cards. We're gonna talk about the best credit cards for you if you're a student, if you have bad credit, or if you have pristine credit, we're gonna break down all the best options for credit cards. So tune in later this week for our next quickie top credit cards. Two black guys with good credit, and we're out.
1: Small details are big surfaces.
0: Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024.
2: Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.